Sunsets from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Thank God for today. I want us to begin from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. Shall we rise? We read it from 18 to 23. I want us to read that together. Let's rise in honor of God's word. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 18. Already? One to go. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sins, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church which is his body, the fullness of him who feels all in all. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. One of the greatest prayers you can ever pray in this world is to see and understand what God is saying. This is one of the greatest prayer anyone can ever pray. The ability to see what God is saying, the ability to see what God is saying in a particular situation all through his word, that's what we refer to as revelation. And revelation is the work of the Holy Spirit. So I can teach, but only the Holy Spirit can reveal. I can teach, but only the Holy Spirit can show you what he wants you to see. And it's not about the abundance of word. A single word is enough. It's not about how many things have been spoken. Revelation is what connects us to the power of God. Revelation is critical in our daily lives. It is the Holy Spirit that can breathe on the word of God and make it come alive. A scripture you've read hundred times can come alive and a hundred times. On yesterday we had a prayer meeting and Pastor Beam's dad, who really amazing, amazing man, he began to speak about his convictions and he began to talk about what God revealed to him all the way in 1972. About first was uh, the love of God and then he talked about life. And there is nothing since that time ever that can dissuade him of anything else. God revealed to him about his love. I love you. And as a result of that, his walk with God has been filled with strength, no matter what. He talked about how no matter what happens, he is convinced about that truth. And then he talked about life, how he got revelation in 1975, about how God made it clear to him that he has life in him. And this life from his spirit flows all the way to his soul, to his body. So from that time till now, he has been enjoying sound health. God reveals himself to us through his word. 
when you catch a revelation and becomes the power of God that you can run with. Why was Paul able to do all he did? Revelation. He was, he caught the glimpse of God. And as a result of that revelation, it doesn't matter whether it was death or life. It didn't matter to him. He continued and continued to persevere. Revelation. The Bible says in Daniel 11 verse 32, scripture will know too well. It says, those who know their God will be strong and do exploits. That knowledge is not about how many verses you can memorize. That's not what that verse is talking about. It's not about how many scriptures you can remember. No, it's about which scripture has God opened your eyes to. That scripture can keep you in the midst of danger. So we'll read in the book of Hebrews about the heroes of faith. Those men had revelation. And even when they did not see the promise fulfilled, they stood strong and continued to fight on. Revelation. It is lack of revelation that will make a person to begin to decide, today I'm for God, tomorrow I'm no more for God. No. If you catch the revelation of the truth of God, who God is, one scripture is enough. You don't need many scriptures. Those ones, remember, they didn't have, in those days, they didn't have the physical Bible. The Bible was in scroll and only in the temple will you find it. So there were no Bible floating up and down. There was no iPad. There was nothing like that. But just one word they received, they held on to it. In the midst of the persecution, they continued to hold on to God. It is not about how many words can be spoken, but a revelation that you can catch. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3.18, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed from the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of God. It is the Spirit of God that unveils. It's the Spirit of God that reveals the Word of God. And when that Word has been revealed, we begin to transition from glory to glory. You can look at a word one million times and it will make no sense to you. It will have zero impact on you. Sometimes you're hearing a word, you're in church, the person next to you is jumping up and down and you're wondering what's going on here. <laughs> they cut something. The word of God, when revealed by the Spirit of God, begins to make sense. I want us for one second, say, Lord, reveal your word to me this morning. Say, Lord, open my eyes. Holy Spirit, open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes that I may see the truth of your word. I want to see what you want me to see. Lord, I want to see what you want me to see. I want to know that which is in your heart. Reveal to me that word that will keep me in danger and out of danger. I am full of faith as a result of revelation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. The scripture says in John 6, 63, you are the one who quickens. The flesh profits nothing. The word I speak to you, they are spirit. And they are alive. Let your word come alive. 
let your word come alive. Open every heart. Open every heart. In that day when the disciples were walking, oh God, and Jesus began to speak to them, they couldn't fathom what he was explaining. They didn't know who he was until you opened their eyes. At that particular moment, they realized they've been with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Lord, open our eyes that we may see the truth, that our hearts might receive your word. We open ourselves to you this morning. Be glorified. In your name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. When we look at the world we live in, it appears everything is out of control. When we look at our environment, we'll see quite a lot of wars and rumors of wars and uh, events in the Middle East. And we'll see all that is happening in Israel and the fight between them and what's going on with the killings of thousands and thousands of people. And we we'll look at our own environment and it's as if nothing is working. We had prayed about a particular thing to happen. We prayed about the political system and we prayed about all kinds of things. And it looks like, what's going on? <laughs> and as these situations are presenting God as if God is a weak God. It almost seems like God is not what we define him to be. And it appears that all of these things are all coming together. So many things, you're praying and it's as if you're hitting a brick wall. Nothing seems to be working. The condition of the earth, presenting God as a weak being. But today God wants to remind us of who he is. In Isaiah 6, 63, Isaiah 9, verse 6. Isaiah 9, verse 6. The scripture says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Unto us has been given a son. <laughs> and these names were mentioned that he will be called. So we identify God by his attributes and how he relates to us. So we see God as a father, as the one who is our source, who provides for us. We see God as a king, the one who rules, the one who is in control of the affairs of men. We see God as the shepherd, the one who guides, who leads, who ensures our safety. We see God as a healer. We declare him, he is Jehovah, the healer, the one who heals. And if anyone has any form of illness, you can call on him to heal. Today God wants to reveal himself by one of the names we've just read, El Gibor. The word mighty God is what is translated. That's what has been translated. The Hebrew word is actually El Gibor. Mighty God. Our God is mighty. 
He is a powerful champion. He is the God of war. Beyond being a father, beyond being a shepherd, he is a mighty God. When we read scriptures like, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh, is there anything too hard for me to do? That's a reference to that attribute of God. Where it's scriptures like all things are possible with God. That is a reference to that particular attribute. In Psalm 62 verse 11. Psalm 62 verse 11. The psalmist began to write. He said, God has spoken once. Two, two things I have heard. Power belongs to God. Period. This is not a statement of guesswork. He said, two things I have heard. Power belongs to God. Period. There is no changing of that as a fact. It is absolutely real. That's the reality of God. Power belongs to God. Nations may rise. Kingdoms may rise. Power belongs to God it doesn't matter what is going on around us power is God's how do we know God is powerful first we'll see him in creation in Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth visible and invisible whether you can see it or not whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers <laughs> before you start thinking that God and devil are meet he said whether visible or invisible it doesn't matter what it is as long as it has been created they were created by God all things we are created through him and for him the devil was created for God he wasn't created for himself it doesn't matter what he does he has a creator who he must report to every single time verse 17 and he is before all things nothing is before him it doesn't matter what the scientists say <laughs> he is before all things and in him all things consist he holds all things together he has the power to keep them together this is the God we serve this is the God we serve he is the father of all flesh and he is the father of all spirits every spirit he is the father of it if you catch this revelation this morning you will never be afraid of spirits anymore you will never be afraid of any spirit it doesn't matter what they look like it doesn't matter who tells you they will present you before Amadioha <laughs> he is the father of all spirits he controls and rules the affairs of man God is a creator Man can create, no doubt. 
we see beautiful cars the rose royce <laughs> see the one on the screen beautiful cars that's a bugatti we see all kinds of things created <laughs> we see the messages very expensive things beautiful things in dubai we see buildings that can rotate <laughs> and our nations are creating are creating museums to show artifacts and to show all kinds of things in the past dubai is creating to show the future and they call it the museum of the future and they're creating things that are yet to exist <laughs> man can create but it's god who gave man that ability now there is a difference god creates from nothing <laughs> he doesn't need anything to create his words are enough all he needs to say is let there be light and there was light he doesn't need to do so much his speaking is enough and the bible says in romans 4 it says he gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist as though they were he calls them into existence as though these things have been real before but they were never existed that is the god we serve in Isaiah 40, Isaiah 40 verse 26, I read in NLT version. It says, look up into the heavens who created all the stars, who brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each one by its name. Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. <laughs> just so you understand the contest there are billions of stars in billions of galaxies so there are hundreds and hundreds of billions of stars and he says he knows every single one of them by name and not just that he says none of them is missing so you can't say oh uh, where is star zero? Uh, uh, it's missing. No, there is no such thing with God. He remembers the names of billions, hundreds of billions of stars and calls them by name. That is the God we serve. He is El Gibor, the mighty God. Mighty God. Beyond creation, God's power is demonstrated and His ability to hold all things together. In Hebrews 1 verse 3, the Bible says he sustains everything by the word of his power. He sustains everything. The Colossians were read, says before him are all things and in him all things consist. So before you think the word is going out of control, someone is holding it together. The devil cannot destroy this earth without God's permission it is not possible it doesn't matter how many rockets are fired into Israel if God decides to keep Israel nothing can break it it doesn't matter what the enemies are doing God is in charge in your life as well no matter the battles you're facing no matter what is happening around you remember he holds all things together he holds all things together that is the God we serve. Mighty, mighty God. Mighty God. Jude verse 1. Jude chapter 1 verse 24. 
the Bible says, now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. And I was afraid of losing my salvation until I read the scripture. <laughs> I was afraid that huh, maybe I would do something stupid and then I would lose my salvation. And I began to realize that it is not me who is holding that salvation. There is the one who keeps me. He is able to keep you from stumbling. He is able to keep you from falling. That's the God we serve. God demonstrated his power during the resurrection of Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 1 that we read, an apostle Paul began to write. He began to write from verse 18 that you may know the exceeding greatness of his power. There is power. There is great power. And there is exceeding great power. That you may know the exceeding great power toward us who believe according to the working of the mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places above all principality they are not on the same level it says far above so it is not I'm in level one you're in level two no it is that you can't even see me looking up Far above principality and power and might and dominion. In case you're wondering, yes, the devil can be called power. <laughs> but there is the power of all powers. He is sitting far above all of them. And he put other things under his feet. I want to read Colossians 2 verse 15. This is one of the greatest verses of victory in the New Testament. Colossians 2.15 You might want to write this scripture down He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put, on, and put them to an open shame by trans by, sorry let me read it again He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in Him This scripture is incredible When Jesus died there was war everywhere. But the greatest war was in the spiritual realm. <laughs> you know, the devil was trying in the physical realm to make sure he suppresses him. But the biggest battle was happening in the spiritual realm. How do I know this? 1 Corinthians 15 verse 55. Apostle Paul wrote again saying, Oh death, where is your victory? Oh death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death. And the Lord gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus died, he went ahead to disarm, to remove the weapons of the devil. To disarm means to take your arm. <laughs> he took their arms away from them. Those things that they've been fighting us with, he removed them one after the other. Disarmed them. And by the time he rose up, he rose up victorious. And the pastor began to write, where is your sting? Where is your power? Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to the Lord. And in the physical, in the natural, you know, the Romans, they put him in the tomb, set up all kinds of army to make sure they guard it. 
the Bible says an angel one came <laughs> and the man became like dead man first of all he rolled the stone and sat on it <laughs> that was a display of you cannot this is not a fight <laughs> John 14 verse 19 Jesus declared because I leave you will leave also John 14 19 can you say that to yourself because he leaves I will leave I wanted to say that with conviction and with revelation is there anything dead in your life believe me there is the move of the Holy Spirit as we are talking now is there anything dead in your life it doesn't matter what it is in whatever form whether in your body or in your soul or in your spirit whatever it is this is the moment to say I live because he lives I live because he lives I'm alive my body is alive I have no ill problem in my body because he's alive I live I'm alive I have no depression <laughs> I have no depression because he's alive I'm alive sin has held me bound I have been falling to a particular sin over and again but because he's alive from this moment I live in righteousness you don't have to struggle anymore because he's alive Jesus declared, you will live. That every death and the sound of my voice come alive. Come alive. Come alive. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The world may be going crazy and there are many troubles arising from all kinds of direction. We wrestle against principalities, against power, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. But in all in all, we know that our God is alive. All in all, we know that we serve a living God. Nigeria may not be where we want it to be but there is a God over this nation there are names and powers and authorities hovering over this nation but God has not ceased to be God and that which he has said concerning this land must come to pass if you believe that say amen 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 God is powerful but guess what every Christian is inherently powerful the Bible says ye are gods if you are born of God there is something you carry because there is a deposit of the Spirit of God the moment you became born again first John 5 verse 4 it says for everyone born of God overcomes the world that word overcomes the synonym of that word is overpower. Everyone born of God overpowers the world. This is the victory which overcome the world, even our faith. Even our faith. 
as Christians, we are supposed to, you have the same power. Because there is a God in us. So it's not a question of, do you have power? No. It's a question, do you express power? Because there is a deposit of the Spirit of God in you. And the Spirit of God is the power of God. He cannot not stop being powerful just because it's inside of you. <laughs> it's impossible for him not to be less powerful. It's not possible. God is powerful. In other words, he is full of power. So he can't be less powerful because he's inside of you. No. The question is, are you manifesting that power? We must stay powerful for very important reasons. One, to be a witness. You can't be a witness without power. Apostle Paul said, the preaching is not by enticing words of man's wisdom, but by the demonstration of the power and of the Spirit of God. We need power to establish the kingdom of God on the earth. It takes power to establish his kingdom. Why? There are many contention. A lot of things are fighting to make sure it doesn't happen. We need power to execute our mandate as a house and as individuals. You need power to execute them. We need power to live right. Many people make resolutions at the beginning of the year. Oh, I will not do this anymore. <laughs> Two days later. <laughs> we need power to overcome evil you need power when you get to the office to lay hands on that project that refuses to work and say from now on you must work you need power to command the devils out of your way and you don't need to call anyone everyone here the smallest of us can be the most powerful of us God is not the respecter of persons he gives power to the weak. How do you activate this power? And then we pray. First, yield to God. Yield to God. Psalm 78 verse 41. It says, yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. <laughs> again, they tempted God and limited the God. God wanted to do some ridiculous work with the Israelites. <laughs> but because of their unbelief, because they refused to yield to God, he said they limited him. Could it be that you're not where you're supposed to be right now because you're not fully yielded? Yield to God. I've come to realize that I feel most powerful at my most yielded state. It's not about how many scriptures I've read or how many scriptures I know. It is at that point where I lay before God, fully surrendered. That's when I feel the most power. The ability to lay it all down. Surrender your will, your purpose, your plan to His Lordship. Embrace the cross at that particular time is when power is most is most seen. The word of God must be the final authority in our lives. Yield to God and experience power incomparable. And as we yield to God, righteousness begins to arise because it follows. 
Righteousness boosts power. Sin depletes it. Pastor Mo will always say that sin is a minus. It drops the power of God and makes the Spirit of God of no effect when He should be moving. May this statement in Psalm 78 not be our statement. Where God is saying, you are limiting me from working. May that never be our statement. Somebody say, God forbid. How do you activate the power already in you? Stay in the word. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4, it says, where the word of the king is, there is power. The opposite is true. <laughs> where the word of a king does not exist, power is far from it. Stay in the word. The power of God is buried in the word of God. Think about it. How did he create the earth? Through his word. How does he hold the earth? Through his word. How does he establish anything? Through his word. So when you have the same word, you're operating in the power of God. And this is not head knowledge. I'm talking about words that have been revealed. That's why the Bible cannot be read like a novel. It's not Harry Potter's book. It cannot be read like a novel. It cannot be read like any storybook. It's a sacred book. The word of God that will work with you and that will work for you is the word of God that you truly, truly know. Acts of Apostles chapter 19 verse 11. Acts of Apostles 19 verse 11. The Bible says, God gave Paul the power to perform unusual miracles. This man was yielded. When handkerchiefs or aprons that had mere touched the skin were placed on sick people, he didn't even have to pray. <laughs> they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. They take a handkerchief and touch his body and start looking for who is not who has evil spirits. <laughs> the moment those handkerchiefs were touched, the people received their freedom. Why? This man was yielded. He was ready to go to any direction. A prophet came to him and told him, you're going to Jerusalem, you're going to die. <laughs> but already he knew by the Spirit of God, that's where he's supposed to go. He didn't care. He was ready to die. And as a result of that, he carried an incomparable power. He carried something that is not usual. But look at the opposite, verse 13. A group of Jews was traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirit. They tried to use the name of the Lord in their incantation, saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. The seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, were doing this. Unfortunately for him, verse 15, one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied. They probably were ignoring them sins. But this time they replied and said, wait, come. Jesus, I know. 
<laughs> Paul, I know. I beg, who are you? <laughs> These men were not yielded to God. This man had no revelation. This man had nothing with God. But they were using the name of God. So even when you use the name of God without revelation, believe me, it doesn't work. A pastor was traveling with his wife and then the car almost crashed. And he said the wife started shouting, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And he said he turned to her, tapped her and said, one is enough. <laughs> you don't need to mention it more than once. Mention it many times means you don't even believe the one you're mentioning. Just mention it once. His name is powerful. So if this man were connected to God, this spirit would never have tormented them. And look at what happened. He said in verse 16, Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them. Seven people, seven men who have been eating since. Overpowered them and attacked them with such violence that they fled from the house. Naked, battered, seven men, only one person. Believe me, they won't try this nonsense ever again in their lives. The word of God is prolific when it's declared with revelation. Speak the word with revelation, it becomes powerful. The finishing conference, <laughs> the finishing generation conference is coming up. Please don't stay away. <laughs> it's time to come in and soak the word of God. That is what you need for the next assignment, for the next move. Clear your calendars. Let us show up. In, in Matthew 11, verse 12, I'm running off soon. It says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Power is required to advance the kingdom of God. We cannot say we're a finishing generation without power. <laughs> it's the opposite of each other. To finish, you need force. You need power to establish his kingdom on the earth. Finally, power is activated through worship and prayer. Acts of Apostles chapter 16. My invite Hughes music to please come. Acts of Apostles chapter 16 from verse 25 but at midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them this was not a silent singing or silent prayer they were praying suddenly there was an earthquake and so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chain were loose. And the keeper of the prison waking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open. Supposing the prisoner had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called out with a loud voice. Of course, there was no light. They couldn't see him. He couldn't see them. Don't harm yourself. We're all here. Then he called for light, ran in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Believe me, 
there is not there's no there is no more powerful evangelism than when power is displayed bishop oedebo will say only fools doubt proof <laughs> when power is displayed <laughs> there is nothing everyone wants to yield to it we are supposed to be carriers of power and through worship and through prayer these men activated something divine the prison shook by the way bible stories are not they're not fiction <laughs> this actually happened the building shook the doors broke loose this was not a fiction story this is reality of what happened 2000 years ago this morning we're going to pray god is the same yesterday today and forever he is El Gibor you can carry the same amount of power if you remember Pastor Chintok said that we have greatest advantage who are living why you can do what Paul did because you still have the opportunity <laughs> you still have the opportunity to activate the power of God to live in the fullness of God shall we rise to pray this morning Kalima Rika Sahinda Leko Brahandekan Isaiah 54 says enlarge the place of your tent stretch your tent curtains wide do not hold back lengthen your cords strengthen your sticks Mehila Keita Cobra Andi Kelibre Coma Rika Seco Torica Bahan Licatelico Brahande Macuse Keta Lebrandaha Maculi Cate La Cambra Nema Casanaha We serve a living God 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 Kalema Rika Tela Brahinate we serve a living God. Likandu kosi ke liba kate ramika to. Lande ke rika sahaka libe kota riasa makanahan. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org. 